0: This scripture reading and the following address were part of the youtube streamed worship video by st paul's lutheran church box hill victoria australia on february 20th 2022. for more information visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au the holy gospel is written in the gospel according to to Saint Luke chapter six, beginning at the twenty-seventh verse. Glory to your Lord. Jesus said, Love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who abuse you. If anyone strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. If you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. If you lend to those from whom you hope to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love your enemies. Do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. Your reward will be great. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure you give will be the measure you get back. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise be to you, o Christ. Lord, we pray that you open our ears, that we may live lives that are merciful and loving as you are merciful and loving to us. Amen. Please be seated. Every preacher lives with a dilemma. If I speak quietly and just smile through my sermon, people say, why don't you preach with a bit more passion? And if I preach with passion, people will say, why were you so angry with us? And if I preach on a difficult topic and I tell you, look, please, please don't misunderstand. This is a message from the, from the Word of God to all of us and God will speak to our hearts as it is appropriate to each one of us. I don't want you to give the, give the impression today that St. Paul's is, a, is an unloving community or that there is lack of mercy shown here for there is plenty of love and mercy shown here. And so some people say, oh, he's talking about other people. Not me. No, God will speak to each of us, myself included. The psalmist proclaimed and prophesied that the light of God will draw nations to himself and urge the people to be still and know that he is God, to wait on God. That image is one of peaceful stillness, of strong faith in God, to fulfill his promises, that he will Treat us as we treat others and more so that what is given to us will be pressed down, a measure pressed down, shaken together, running over to be put in our lap. I remember the times of going to Target. When there was a Target? Does Target still exist? Going to the lolly bar there, you used to get a paper cup and uh, you were just charged for the size of the cup. So, you know, and most enterprising teenagers... No, you can put the soft lollies in there first and press them down and get the harder ones on top and you get a really good feel, don't you? That's how God gives to us. He gives us something that's pressed down absolutely more than what we deserve and what we ever pay for. In fact, he's paid for it. And it overflows. It overflows into our lives. And so hopefully... As the spirit works in us, not the spirit of the world, but the Holy Spirit, that spiritual man that lives in in our uh, temporary human bodies, that God's spirit, actually the kingdom of God, dwells in us today. And we can reflect his glory now. We don't have to wait till heaven for that. So a peaceful scene where our roots, our lives, like trees flourishing and evergreen, are so because our roots reach deep into the permanent supply of life-giving water from God our Father. What is God's light other than his love and mercy that he wants to draw people to himself? Is he drawing nations to to the people of the old covenant, to Israel? No, I think that's the job of um, tourist guides. Yes, though, tourists and pilgrims do visit Israel, I don't, they're not going there to see a beautiful temple, a temple where sacrifices can be made. No, that's, uh, that's gone. Just a room in, in our leaves. Pilgrims go there now because of its holy history, its religious significance. But in fact, when they go there, it's a troubled region, isn't it? A violent region at war with uh, its neighbours, uh, having a strike-first policy and defence. No, there's no current stillness there. No apparent mercy. Let's take a moment not to judge Israel, but to look at ourselves. The new Israel, the church. Are we examples of peaceful stillness, standing sure and fruitful with roots deep, drawing on the living water that God supplies? Are we at peace with our neighbours? Do they see in us examples of love and mercy? Or are we frequently upset by issues and the noise of the world, exchanging our peace for anxiety and and our stillness for agitated anger? Does the world know us for our mercy or something else? As the church and as individual disciples, we are called to be merciful as God, our Heavenly Father, is merciful. The light of God's mercy is is in Jesus Christ, which is to draw the nations to him through his church, his body. But non-Christians perceive the church to be judgmental and harshly insensitive. By lack of mercy and love shown them, they are repelled instead of being drawn to the light of God. And they are quick to point out any lack of love or other failures to live what we profess in our lives if they come and visit us or see us in the streets. Rage is a symptomatic of our world, isn't it? Rage in no way shows God's mercy. And thankfully, the light of God is not of human origin and not based on law-based living. Pronouncements, Pronouncements against wrongs of the world and the lives of people we are called to love and serve do not draw people to God. And yet the church is a spiritual body with Christ as its head that is to shine with his light. And we are not perfect. And not without sin, but by the power of the Holy Spirit, we can be at peace with one another and show mercy and even love to our enemies as God desires. Be still and know I am God. I want to be still and at peace. But it's hard. It's hard not to react and to keep our composure when we witness wrongs, experience them personally done against us. We attempted to respond as the world responds in such situations with rage and attack. Is our church known as a place of mercy and acceptance? Are we different from the culture of accusations, judgment and condemnation that surrounds us today in society? Rage against the system or the machine has become rage against anyone with a different view from my own. Surely we're being influenced by the current rise in anger and protest, complaints and a readiness to insult and disregard the welfare and reputation of our neighbour, of those holding opposing views in the public domain. We may have stood by complicit whilst on social media witnessing anonymous character assassination. When views or issues differ, reactions get way out of hand out of proportion to what the issue is about, and end up harming relationships. Peace and tolerance is seen less and less, and division around issues more and more common in our world. Is this not time for us as a church and as individuals to spend time seeking a reset? Some time to dwell in God's word, seeking His peace, peace for us, peace for inner peace and outer peace. We've talked about taking time to repair nets here as a community in order that we can go out and be fishers of people. When a net is weakened by disharmony, when there are gaping holes of being judgmental and unloving, how can that net possibly bring people into the kingdom of God? So examining ourselves as we are called to do so daily in our baptism, perhaps get out the catechism, Luther's small catechism, ran our lives past the Ten Commandments and the explanations of what they are. And also in our public shared confession of sin on Sundays, we may find that we have become more likely to condemn and express outrage because of the way we're being conditioned by social media, by the world, influenced by the world. There may be stresses and unresolved issues in our lives, that cause us to shout at the TV because of what we perceive to be ignorance or outright criminal deceptions and untruths in the world. Fake news and the last few years of COVID stress can't be blamed on everything. We need to own our behavior and our responses to people. So are we prepared to do the work to resist the world, to seek the leading of the Spirit of peace and to grow in stillness and the mercy of God. Every week, the greeting of the peace of the Lord be with you is pronounced as a blessing on our community from God. And we extend that peace to one another. That is peace with and from God to fill our daily lives, peace to be shared with the world, our neighbors and even those who oppose us. Peace to let go and let God. That is peace to be stilled and to know that he is God who has forgiven me and my neighbor. And he has all things in control. I personally find myself raging. And when I do so, I can resist if I'm aware of my own behavior. Turn the TV off. I can take positive steps to change my patterns of behavior in many other areas too. Spend less time in exposing myself to the noise of the world, which disturbs my inner peace. I can go to the word of God and meditate on the peace that he desires for me and for the world. And when I do, I find myself calmed and less reactive because I hand over my rage and my desire to judge over to God. It is not our calling as Christians to be full of rage, but to be at peace, to be still and to be peacemakers and intercessors, to pray for our enemies and ourselves. So seek inner peace and outer peace and resist rage that is likely to harm others and to be a poor witness to the truth of the gospel. Why let anything that has nothing to do with the salvation of souls in our midst to result in unloving judgment and division? What can possibly be so important that it should cause the loss of a brother or sister in Christ? Or to turn a a new visitor from seeking God in our midst because of what they perceive, the way we treat each other, or the way that we're angry at the world? Lack of love. Lack of patience, peace, and generosity cannot witness to the truth and power of the gospel. It is of the very opposite spirit to the Holy Spirit. And so it needs confessing and cleansing from our hearts and from the church where it has no place. And like Kitty, we need to deal with the hurt of our hearts and to be open and continue to love as God loves even our enemies. God's kingdom challenges our world and and many false attitudes that we hold. And today, again, we're challenged by Jesus who says, do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over to be put into your lap. For the measure you give, Will be the measure you get back. The way you respond to others, the measure you use to either show patience and peace, forgiveness or for perceived wrongs, or the way that you are quick to judge or condemn, will be applied to your life by God. And certainly injustice and wrongful teaching should be challenged, but we are to do so carefully, making sure we're not responding with the outrage of the world. Our central purpose as disciples is to share God's peace and mercy with the world. A judgmental harshness of heart on our part can never win the hearts of the lost. And the net of the gospel needs to be whole and uncompromised by the behaviour of those in the boat of the church. The power to love our enemies and show mercy stems from the love and mercy that was first shown to us by God who brings us his perfect peace. So let's live in that peace. Jesus says, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Nowhere does he say, Blessed are the judgmental. Instead, he urges us to be merciful, just as our Heavenly Father is merciful. Yes. God is a judge, but he judges righteously and with mercy in order to save, not to condemn. And Jesus calls us to be merciful and to resist the temptation to judge others. So let us daily ask for the help of the Holy Spirit to grow in the gifts of love, hope, patience and kindness, mercy, befitting of those who bear witness to the love of God in Jesus Christ. To be slow to anger, to resist the rage of the world as our work for peace and witness to the kingdom of God among us should be so. Shine God's mercy. Let us shine with the light of God's mercy. Father, we ask that you would forgive us as we forgive those who sin against us. We ask that you would bring us your peace and transform our hearts and make us shine with your mercy. And by your Holy Spirit, draw the nations to yourself through the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, proclaimed by your church. Amen.